Hi, internet friends. You are listening to the Fox Tales. And in case you wonder what the Fox Tales is, it's a podcast run by the team behind Stereo Fox. My name is Ivo, and I'm very happy to be welcoming you in this next episode, which, by the way, is the first one I'm recording for 2022. So, Happy New Year's, lots of love, health, and happiness. Uh, in this podcast, we are basically documenting our journey in the music industry. We have guests over, we discuss industry topics, but we also want to focus on sharing artist stories um, and their journeys. I'm more than happy to have Elijah Nang over for a chat today, who is an artist which I've been listening to for about two or three years now. Um, his guiding one and two albums are just amazing, and I'm more than honored to welcome him on to our label family because we are putting out Gaijin 3000, his next album together on Stereofox Records. And of course, that's going to be one of the topics we are going to be discussing in just a bit. Um, before I continue with our conversation, you can connect with us on Instagram or Twitter at uh, WeAreStereofox. You're also more than welcome to join our Discord server where you're going to meet uh, the team, me, um, a lot of other producers, artists and singers, but also a lot of people who just love music, we are about seven or 800 people by now. Uh, there is a link in our Instagram bio. You can also listen to our playlists on the website or Spotify, Apple Music, etc., etc. And lastly, if you enjoy what we're doing with this podcast, with, with this podcast, <laughs> uh, like, share, um, send to friends, or just leave us a review. So, uh, next with me, I will have Elijah Nang. Oh uh, man, welcome. It's super, super nice to talk to you uh, after so many months of working on the Gaijin 3000 album. Um, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm I'm doing well, man. <laughs> Thanks, Eva, man. I mean, um, I mean, the weather's been a bit down here in London, but um, yeah, I'm just glad that it's the new year. We are actually recording this episode on the day we uh, Bebop is uh, going live. Do you have any like special ritual on release day like or you just you're all prepared and like do you do anything special when you release on the days you release music man to be honest with you like i'm just ready to put on this album to be honest with you like like <laughs> i'm just ready to just put this out honestly because um i just feel like what i want to showcase is kind of like the beginning of myself being me being as a complete artist mm -hmm. um you know and i feel like what i also want to showcase to my audience as well is um yeah just the future of music storytelling mm -hmm. um in general as well so you know like you know if i had it my way i probably wouldn't put out any singles just get that <laughs> out get the album out but you know it's always nice to kind of warm up warm things up um you know yeah, full, full disclosure for everyone listening. We've had a discussion, Elijah and I, about whether we should uh, drop the album uh, at, as a one piece or have uh, one, two or three singles. And we finally shook hands on, on two singles, uh, yeah. Bebop being the first one. Um, yeah, it's interesting topic, man. Like I, I understand the, the concept of it because obviously by the time we record this episode, I've heard the whole album and it does make sense as a whole. 
But um, I also, as you said, I think it's nice to warm up uh, the audience and the reception so far I mean, in the first half of the day has been uh, mind-blowing. Uh, so yeah, I'm also very excited to to see how the whole thing unfolds. Um, you, To be honest, you are one of the, because you said about complete artists, for me, before you and I actually spoke, um, I think was the first time was a year ago, for me, I always had the vision of you of, one of the most complete artists I've ever met because you're doing so many things besides releasing music. Um, you do your photography, uh, you're doing short short movies, uh, you also write stories. So how did, like, is this something you grew up with, storytelling, or how, where does your love about storytelling comes from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, first of all, English is like one of my favorite subjects. So um, every time, back in the day in school, Every time I would have a lesson, we would have like a lesson in terms of like, yeah, tell a story. And it's something that I would always get excited about, um, you know. So, yeah, it's it's definitely um, been with me since the age of 16, more mm-hmm. of like secondary school. Um, so, yeah, storytelling has always been a thing for me. The photography stuff, um, it was pretty much when I went to Japan for the first time okay. that's when I got into like the photography I kind of had a phone at the time and then you know um, the audience the community has been able to invest in me so I was able to kind of bump it up and get myself a camera um, you know um, obviously we live in a world where um, there's just so much visuals out there today yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> you know so I just thought you know what would be nice to kind of complement my music with some nice visual work uh, you mentioned going to Japan. So you're born in UK, uh, studied there. Yes, yes, and, London, UK. And how how old were you when? Like, what was the story of you going to Japan? Like, how did you end up there? Um, to be honest with you, it just came down to a lot of influences that I was into, um, anime, manga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that was pretty much the beginning of it. And then I think um, at that point, it was just like, man, I've never been to this country before. So, you know, let me see if I like it. You know what I mean? Um, and I love it. <laughs> Once I went, I, I love it, man. How much, like, how much time that, did that you That changed everything. So when I went for the first time, it was like a week. Okay. Two weeks, actually. You know, like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. Um, and then I went a few times. So... The last time I went was 2019, and that was for three months to study Japanese. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually a full, like, sub, you kind of submerged into the culture. Because three months is a, it's a, I've been to a few countries for a few months as well. And I, usually it's the way I like to travel because you, you get to actually experience the local culture and uh, kind of soak in the style and uh, what's going on around, not just like culturally, but just the, you know, the everyday life. Yeah, um, yeah, so it's pretty right. cool you spent three months there. I was going to ask about the Japanese. What is your level of Japanese? Because some of your YouTube videos seems like you kind of got a hold of it quite nicely. Like, No, no, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm at beginner's level going on to like intermediate level. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, last year it was just like, I just want to kind of just focus on, there was so much projects i was working on i didn't really have time to actually sit down and actually brush up on my japanese Mm -hmm. um 
this is it's probably the goal this year though. I do want to kind of catch up. Um, but the good thing is that I watch a lot of anime, so I'm able to kind of pick up. Okay, that always the, helps. Yeah. yeah, some of the phrases, even without looking at the subtitles now, I'm at that level where I can actually understand what someone is saying. Okay, nice. Um, without looking at subtitles, you know? Okay. Um, so, you know, in anime, you've got like the raw version subtitles. So sometimes I find myself watching a lot of the raw version mm-hmm. um, before the actual subtitles come out. So. Man, to be yeah. honest, I'm a huge fan of this way of learning. Like, usually that's how I learned Spanish back in the days. And really help you. Like once you you get this basic, like uh, vocabulary, then you can try watch as much as you as you can and slowly pick up and get used to it. Uh, was this because gaijin in Japanese is uh, means foreigner, right? Like I mean that's a, yes, foreigner, outsider, alien. Yeah. But is it because I don't have much knowledge of the culture, unfortunately? Mm. Is it with a positive connotation, negative, or just like an explanation of a foreigner without a bad or good meaning? It's a good question, and I think um, <laughs> before I, it's funny because when I uh, before I even released Gaijin One, I actually did some research on this as well, and there was mixed opinions. Okay, there was mixed opinions. It was like you had people from Japan saying, "No, Gaijin's not a racist word," and then some people felt like it is a racist word. In my opinion, though, I think um, it, I think it depends on how you say it, or mm-hmm. uh, in what context do you say it. So if you're saying it in a in a malicious way, then it can look like you're trying to be, I don't know, racist or mm-hmm. being negative. But if you're saying it in a nice way, oh, gaijin. <laughs> gaijin, gaijin. Yeah, okay. I mean, that person could be just genuinely being just nice. Just you know nice what I mean? Person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There is another way. There is a nice way of saying it. It's gaikokujin. Okay. That, I... is the ni- that is the nice way of saying it. Gaikokujin. Um, yeah, gaikokujin. Um, however, for the sake of this story, I've called it Gaijin for the sake of the yeah. story. I, I um, think it's a more well-known word because obviously I've, like even someone as myself who is, like of course I've I've watched, I've watched anime and manga, but it's not like, I haven't extensively researched the culture um, and mm. haven't been there, but I knew the word. Um, mm. So yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. And also it's shorter, I guess, than Gai Kokujin. <laughs> Although it sounds pretty, <laughs> it sounds pretty cool, man. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> But then you, because your first album is Lost in Japan, Travel? Oh, no, Lost in Japan? Lost in Japan, yeah. That was in 2015, right? 15, yeah. Okay, so you you had been already to Japan. So you start producing or like you start releasing music after mm. being in Japan. Just to um, even the- Even before that. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. It was after. Okay. So, because um, 2015, that was actually the first time I went to Japan. After mm-hmm. that, I just said, yeah, let me just make some beats. And that was like kind of my first time of showing my audience my experience in mm-hmm. Japan or, you know, because, yeah, I'm pretty much inspired by what I see. So, yeah. And b- by that time, were you, did you know like music is going to be like a full-time serious thing or uh, I don't know how no, old man, were you I, then, but you were, you were just producing or how? I was, I was 20, I was 25, 24, 25 okay. around that time. Man, I was just riding the wave, man. I just, I just wanted to make music, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I just had, I had a laptop at the time and a machine Mac One, and yeah, I was just at the time I was learning how to sample and stuff like that. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think about this being becoming like a full time thing or a long term thing. It, mm-hmm. I just, I was just enjoying what I was doing. 
it's pretty cool, yeah. man, to see that like when artists just it kind of be the story and the journey just seems not seamless, of course, because there's a lot of hard work behind it. But when people are like, I just ride the wave and see what happens, and then a lot of people are like, okay, it actually worked out. W would you, if you could give your young self any piece of advice, would would you want to do that even, or are you just gonna let your young self figure things out as you do? Um. Um, honestly, I think if I was to go back, if I was to give some advice to my young self, I think it would be, um, yeah, there's no I in team. Okay. There's no I in team. You know, I feel like I'm at that place now. Um, I'm kind of, I'm beginning to stop to do, like do things revolving around me now. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, so I'm at a place now where it's like, I'm I'm now thinking about the future now. Mm -hmm. Thinking, how can I leave a legacy? Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, so that's what it would be. There's no iron team. Okay, you know awesome. I mean? I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, it's, I've heard it before, but to be honest, I also really believe in this stuff, man. Like, is that same goes for our team, like, because Stereofox is like seven, eight years now and nothing would have, be like i wouldn't be here without the team as well um but when you say about legacy i already feel uh because obviously even before we did so we first did um, a written interview like a year ago which is on our website and even before that i read a lot of comments and like the engagement you have with your community and it already feels uh that you had left a legacy or at least like at that time it felt like a something is building up with whether it's the the um, lost in japan one or two series or the gaijin which has um for if you haven't listened to it, it's prelude gaijin prelude 2 and gaijin 2 and i highly recommend uh, by the way whoever listens to this podcast podcast to listen to those albums but even at that time it felt like uh, something you clearly had mapped for yourself as an artist was mm -hmm. am i correct or it's you're you're half right Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, when I did Gaijin One, that was I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna clear it up now. When I released Gaijin One, that was an accident. It was an accident. Okay. Uh, like I didn't I didn't plan it. Plan it. Honestly, <laughs> I was making a lot of music, and it was just like I was really in love with lo-fi beats at the time, mm -hmm. and I just loved how these channels had like a lot of mixes, like um, one-hour mixes. So I just said, let me give it a try. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, and I had about like 20 plus beats. So I just decided, let me get some, get someone to do artwork for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, <laughs> the rest was history. <laughs> so, um, and then I was like, you know what? So someone actually, actually suggested it to me. Oh, you should do a series of this. And I wasn't really into that. I just said, look, I just want to make beats. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not interested in any series or anything like that. <laughs> Lo and behold, I ended up doing guiding things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so... Uh, you know, and um, yeah, and then now, and then now it's just like, okay, I have a story, I have a concept that I want to share, mm -hmm. um, and so in order to make it happen, this just goes back to what I said before about cementing the legacy. Um, you know, I know that I can't do this by myself, so um, you know, I know it's going to start with me, but I know that with a team it's just going to make things much lighter 
mm-hmm. yeah um going forward you know so um i was very know, so very excited when vision, we, you know i was very excited when we started talking about the gaijin 3000 um i didn't even like we like we are labeled for like three years now um but when you came with this project and presented me um and i think at the time of this podcast i can share a bit if that's cool what we are planning to mm. to do with the merch and the vinyl which is coming um and i was like okay that sounds so cool and it's it's just i'm thankful man to be honest like because we're talking now very thankful and we me and the whole team to be part of the journey just because it's it feels really complete and really interesting so uh yeah 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 you guys have done a great job man like i can't wait for the audience to get it man yeah me too man myself on as well man. Yeah. I, I think like especially as the album comes out we can even do more like live conversations because it's just such an interesting um, um story uh well i was gonna ask about um how did because the previous albums you used photography as your artwork right like, it's your photography for, for lost in japan yeah yeah that's how did, uh, did you like was it a conscious decision from an artist's point of view that you're going to use like an external artist to actually create the the gaijin artwork because correct me if i'm wrong but the, the they're done by two different illustrators right it's not yours yeah that's correct okay. yeah yeah it's not mine it's, by, it's from two different illustrators um yeah in order to kind of create this world that i'm trying to build <clears throat> excuse me in order to kind of create this world that i'm trying to build um yeah i just felt like photography isn't going to be the way forward mm-hmm. um for this project so i thought i felt like you know let me reach out to anybody who does um illustration um see if i could get any luck mm-hmm. getting something with them and um yeah luckily you know these two illustrators both talented respectively were able to help me out um you know so who uh, what are their names i'm i'm gonna link anyways uh, the instagram yes uh when when yi jing mm-hmm. and uh trina heinz yeah, I love the um, I love the work they've done, man. I remember when I saw the the Gaijin too, as well, mm. like uh, where the Gaijin is in the temple with the. Yeah, yeah. It's such yeah, a cool illustration, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I could tell you right now. Um, so shout out to Wen for Gaijin three thousand, just the cover for that. She's done an excellent job with that. Uh, me and Trina have been working closely um, for about. It's been, it's been about a year and a half now mm-hmm. on um on a gaijin season three so um i'm just gonna leave it as that but um yeah i feel like this year this will be the year it's, it's done the music's done it's just artwork that needs to be done but mm-hmm. we've been working very closely in terms of how we can um yeah go beyond our our limits our expectations mm-hmm. or go how can we surpass what we've done mm-hmm. um, in Gaijin 2, basically? So so the timeline is Gaijin 1, of course, Gaijin 2. Now we have this spin-off, which is Gaijin 3000. We're going to talk yes. a bit more about it. And then there's uh, Gaijin 3 coming in 2022 as well, right? Yes, yes. Awesome, man. Super, really nice that you've managed to build this world. Um, in terms of influence, obviously because the new album is, is like the sound is different. Can you talk a bit about the the transition you're doing with the Gajin 3000 sound? Like, what mm. inspired you? Like, the listeners are going to experience it in, let's say we publish this podcast, maybe, I think a week or two before the album is out. Um, mm-hmm. But 
people are going to listen to the, to like a whole new Elijah Nang. So where is this different influence coming from? All right. So first of all, it started. It it. I don't know how where to break how to start. Okay, starting off with the sound basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've just come across a lot of producers that um, that I felt like I needed to open my ears to. Um, I was at a place where I needed to just branch out a little bit, work on my craft, um, just get better at what I do. So that way, um, the niche that I already have, I can even I can improve on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like a, I'll give you an analogy. Um, it's like Goku, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z analogy. Yeah. It's like Goku leaving his home to go and train mm-hmm. in order to get stronger. Right? Um, that's kind of where I was at. Okay. So I'm saying that because I know, I know this sound is totally different um, to what my audience is used to, but I'm only doing it just so that when I do go back to my niche, mm-hmm. um, my sound, I'm even better than I was before. You know what I mean? Um, producers I listen to is Flying Lotus, 2814, Com Trues, um, just a lot of Vaporwave and Synthwave producers out there that helped me to kind of formulate a sound this time around i didn't use um i use a lot of samples and synths Mm -hmm. vst plugins a lot of vst plugins and um, samples put together um and one of the biggest things that i wanted to work on was my mixing okay more than anything was my mixing you've also mixed uh, the previous gadget albums right yourself yeah yeah okay Yeah. And and um yeah how? and I felt like you know I feel like this time around I just wanted to improve on the mixing um yeah just to make the the whole track the whole album be a bit more atmospheric a bit bigger um than my previous albums and I feel like I've done a good job with that I think so as well man <laughs> as a, as a listener of course did you do did you do like any special like different courses or reading on the site or tutorials like what was the how did you basically improve your or like differentiate your mixing with this album yeah man i mean lockdown right lockdown <laughs> oh came. yeah tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> it was a good opportunity to just you know we weren't we weren't we weren't gonna come out of our houses anytime soon so it was a good opportunity to just watch as many tutorials as possible and so when i was mixing and making beats i was just on youtube religiously mm-hmm. just watching tutorials so as i was watching the tutorials i'm kind of trying to copy what they what the teachers kind of teaching me on there um in terms of mixing um understanding like creating space in within your mix side chaining can you imagine two was it two years ago i i finally got a grasp or understanding of what side chaining is <laughs> now like uh, you know and i feel like that's definitely helped with my mix mm-hmm. um how I mix my beats and, you know, just creating more space within the mix. And so, yeah, lockdown was definitely, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise. So. Yeah, in, in in some ways, definitely, man. W- would you would you say that you see yourself as, as mixing or doing mastering for other people in the future based on the experience or it's more like an intimate I can, thing? I can, ooh. Okay, nice things you say it that way. Uh, no, actually, I could see myself mixing um and mastering at some point in the future okay for other artists i could see that i um 
I assume that even, especially when you do this for other people, it's it's also helping you, I guess, because it's not just yeah. your music, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's, a, it's a cool new skill, I guess, under your belt, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, and about the story, like, do you want to share a bit, uh, given that this is going live before the album drops, do mm-hmm. you want to share a bit of the story before the whole thing yeah. uh, unfolds yeah. on the 15th of February? Right. So, um, so yeah, it's a spin-off. Um, this time around, the character is about a protagonist. Um, his code name is Anansi. Um, Anansi is um, a name uh, or originated from uh, West Africa. Um, so if you know about the story of Anansi the Spider. Never uh, heard of it, that. no. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a book that was told um, back in my primary school, Anansi the Spider. So that's where the, I got the name from. Um, but yeah, it's simply put, it's, uh, his mission is to kind of retrieve kid um who happens to have a white koi tattoo um i can't really give away too much of the story but um <laughs> i think yeah, that's a I good like way too much but yeah but it's um <laughs> let's just put it this way that um th- this mission it, he was called to do this mission because um he's known for doing um he's like a blade runner basically mm-hmm. he does missions that the Neo Tokyo Police Department are not very good at doing. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why he was called to kind of, called to be in Neo Tokyo to kind of do this job. So, yeah. Did the did story, like, was it music first, story second, or in parallel, or story first? What was the. Yeah, it was music first. Like, okay. I was just making anything. I didn't even plan, I didn't even plan it. And then it was just like, man i don't even these beats man I, like when i was listening to these beats it was just like i don't normally make this kind of stuff so i've i was just i don't know what i'm gonna do and then spin off a futuristic series um came i, I, I love the sound man like i also uh when we first started talking of course i didn't expect and then i think first i heard bebop and i was like okay i i can see somehow it, of course it's still very different than the previous and then i yeah, yeah. then I, i'm not sure which track I heard second, but Eclipse was one of the Eclipse, Eclipse which is the second single bef- coming just before the album drops, and I was like, okay, that's so different than than the Elijah like I know as a as a yeah. listener, but yeah. I I I I love um, future like retro wave synth wave, um, so I quite enjoyed it. And fun fact, and as you know, actually this episode is the second artist stories episode we're doing, and the first one we did was with Comtrus, <laughs> so. Kind of like uh, faith, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it was really, really cool, man. Um, you, you've said in our in, in our written interview a year ago that you are very, like, self. Yeah, you, you have like self criticism, like quite high. Do you have you improved on that, or when do you say, okay, I've I know this can be better, but I have to stop improving it? Like, how do you deal with the self criticism? Oh, my gosh. So. Um man it's it's i think it comes down to just being around people i mm-hmm. think it in in order to deal with it it's just being around people um yeah just being around people i think i think uh, also doing other stuff apart from just music okay maybe 
you know like photography stuff and... that I, yeah photography okay. watching anime reading a novel mm-hmm. um just to kind of take your mind off of the music production and stuff like that whether you like it or not and i feel like when you go back to listening to these tracks with a fresh pair of ears mm-hmm. is um and you and if you're at a place where you still like it then it's like you'll be fine you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's the conclusion i've come up with i can tell you now some of the tracks that you've heard through my past albums i've been very close to deleting them really man very close like <laughs> i was like this is whack i'm not i'm not putting this out and it's done and well then people so, just like love it yeah 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 <laughs> i've been very close to doing it and you know so yeah so that's what it is really it's that's random the best man. way for me to navigate you know. yeah it's funny funny you say this in our conversation with with Comtrus. he also mentioned that sometimes he just has like a lot of stuff that he would think are just not good enough and then because he's with ghostly they would just go in a listening session and then ghostly would like them and just package them into a sign of sisters or something like this and then it's, then you realize how often a lot of the tracks artists are putting out they might be just not, like not even liking them or and then the reception is totally the opposite you know mm-hmm. but you you will never know un, until you put it out i guess yeah that's yeah, the no risk no reward right yeah exactly man um I was gonna ask you because you've you've put a lot of the work before um as like independent artist and like just uh, this like let's forget for a second I'm like obviously part of Stereofox, but we just stay in the space of this podcast. What were you what are you or what were you looking for in a label when you were thinking about the Gaijin three thousand? Regardless, like let's forget I'm part of Stereofox. Like as an independent yeah. artist, what would you advise artists to look for in a label? I was looking for a different audience this time around. Okay. Um, I knew I knew what my audience was before Guys in Three Thousand. I knew that they came from uh from a lo fi um beat scene. So I was like, you know what, I need a different audience. Um I need an audience that may appreciate um, you know, just like experimental music, synthwave, retro mm-hmm. uh, music, um, you know, who appreciates like sci-fi type, yeah. type of music, yeah. who appreciates that, um, you know, and um, that's not very an easy thing to do, um, you know, because people could tell you stuff, you know, I know artists that have split their entity or, gone of changed their artist's name mm, just to kind yeah. of put out different you, types of music yeah. so i've seen i was actually thinking of doing that oh okay you know what i mean at first but then i said you know what because this is a spin-off i think i'll be all right yeah yeah you know, I, I think, I think people would appreciate right, it you know? man like i'm sure the reception even from the the people who predominantly or like know you for your lo-fi beats i think the right. i still see a connection between the two genres even though they're actually quite different um mm. but i think in general I also, yeah sorry yeah sorry i also to say as well i also asked the community as well and i think the community was just nice enough to be open mm-hmm. to hearing mm-hmm. the size story so i think that kind of gave me that reassurance as well yeah you know what i mean because i whereas if i didn't ask I, then i think it might have been a bit of a um for me i think that probably would have drove me a little bit crazy but because yeah. i was able to ask and majority of the people that voted on different so- social medias were, mm-hmm. were like open to it i think that helped as well yeah it's there's quite a few artists actually 
uh, which I personally follow, who who have changed um, sounds in the past year. Uh, one of them was Quickly Quickly, uh, who is also doing a lot of, used to do a lot of beats, and now he came up uh, in 2021 with this indie psychedelic vocal release. Um, Taiko actually, I think, changed the style for quite a lot from the first early days of Taiko to what is now like a band. And he, they also did like a album with vocalists, which is a lot pop, like very pop driven. So I always appreciate um, when artists are kind of like, fuck it, I will try to do this new thing and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But I can also, I guess, understand that it's a bit scary when you have a fixed, like a very dedicated niche audience. So to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've made a lot of transitions <laughs> as an artist, so this isn't necessarily new to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the the key for me is patience. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I think that's what the key for me is: is just being patient, um, understanding that you know whatever happens, mm-hmm. you, yeah, it's just patience. That's what's going to be the key anyway. So, you know, is, is there? Um, besides music, is there something in your life, in your day life, so to say, that you don't have enough time to, but you would like to do more? Like, do you want to do more photography or filmmaking if you can, or just something totally different, or you're f- happy or content with? Yeah, I'm quite content. Okay, I'm quite content. Um, how, how, however, I am, I am. I mean, yeah, no, I'm quite content. I would say that I am writing a little bit more now. Okay. Um, like in a, regards a s- to actual stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actual stories and stuff like that. But that's um, that plays a part with my music. So, mm-hmm. yeah, to be fair, I'm quite content, yeah. Are you are you going to put the stories out as a, I don't know, like a booklet or like a something? Yes. So, I might as well say it. So, <laughs> um, I've drafted... Um, um i've done my first draft for an audio drama okay um so this will be the aftermath um the aftermath of um gaijin 3000 Mm -hmm. um so it gives my audience a good idea of what um what's happened after um, the conclusion um so i've done my draft of that and so the idea is to kind of put that out as an audio drama um slash audio book um, mm-hmm. in a form of podcast um real soon so mm-hmm. oh you you are busy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was gonna ask you actually because um you're not that much on social media meaning and correct me if i'm wrong at least you're not the type of artist who is posting every day on social media right that's uh, correct uh, but you still manage to to build a really solid audience um, and I'm sure a lot of artists who listen to the podcast would be like, because sometimes artists ask me, I don't want to be on TikTok or I don't want to be posting stories all the time, but mm. I still want to connect with the audience. How do you mm. do it, man? <laughs> mm. Is there like, uh, is there a secret or is there something you? I don't think there is. Yeah. I, I really don't <laughs> think there is. Like, I'm just like social media, man. There's just so much things going on. Like, yeah, don't like, I, I will not like TikTok snapchat all that stuff i'm not involved in that mm-hmm. um i just recently deactivated my twitter actually um yeah i saw that well. today, today yeah, when yeah, i just recently deactivated. yeah i'm just like you know what no 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 i'm keeping stuff a bit minimal mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. 
so Facebook and Insta and YouTube is kind of the three that I want to maximize yeah. going forward. Um, yeah, there really isn't any secret, honestly. Okay, but it's, no it's just, around. it's really good to, to see, man, that you don't have to be like 24-7 on it just to, to yeah. like people still appreciate uh, like a, I don't want to call it 360 art, but I for me, your the stuff you put out is very complete because it's like it has a story, visual part, well, of course, the audio part, um, and people still appreciate like a long form content, so to say. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really cool, man. If where what do you want? Like, what do you wish yourself for 2022? Like, do you do this kind of stuff? Like, okay, I want this year for this to happen, or yeah, I just want. Um, I feel like this year will be the beginning of, as I said before, the beginning of me marking or me cementing a legacy and um, me being a complete artist. Mm-hmm. That's what I want this year. And I just want the audience to kind of witness that. Um, but also, I also want to be able to invest back into those that have supported me from mm-hmm. the very beginning. You know, because I'm at a place and I've started to recognize who, who've been supporting me, mm-hmm. who's been, you know, just constantly been bothering me, even though it's been annoying. <laughs> but it's like, I've taken a mental note, you know, like yeah. you know, these guys really like they what care. I do. And, you know, and I want to build that relationship with them. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to need a team at some point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be hollering you. So, yeah. Are you, are you thinking of building some sort of commu- internal community or like a, a Discord server or a place where like people yeah. who, who basically enjoy what you do or like photography and, and filmmaking mm. and stuff like that just to be able to talk? Because obviously Instagram is, it's cool, but it's difficult mm. to have a meaningful conversation in the comment section, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Discord is definitely the idea that I'm mm-hmm. going to do. I'm going to build that up um i feel like when sky gym season three is ready i'm gonna that that should be set up ready Mm -hmm. um, for for my audience to kind of listen to Mm -hmm. um and to be to get themselves engaged in so yeah i can really i was i got so much into discord this past year for us the opening of the server was just such a wow it's really common like actually i don't the only reason why I'm still around Instagram is just because we're posting the content. Um, but if I would choose where to spend, let's say, an hour of the day instead of social media, I would spend it mostly on conversations on Discord in the server or a few others, Simon. So I'm very, uh, uh, like, a very pro Discord, <laughs> so yeah, to say. Yeah. Um, cool, Elijah, man. It was really nice talking about the project. I don't think that's going to be the last time we, we are talking. Um, but if you have anything else to you want to share or say, I think now, now is a good time. Maybe where people can find you or what's like, I don't know, up to you, man. The floor is all yours. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, so just thank you for the support. Um, uh, music and whatnot, really appreciate support. But however, I don't think, um, <laughs> I don't think I've kind of, been able to maximize everything that i've been uh that i've been that i've received so um yeah guys please stay tuned 
um, because I am going to maximize everything that I have. Um, and yeah, follow me on um, mainly on YouTube, um, Elijah Nang, and Instagram, Elijah Nang. Um, obviously, that's where all the content, all the good content, um, that's where I'm going to put all the good content out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. Thank you, man. It was really nice actually having this uh, very genuine, chill conversation. Thanks, Eva. <laughs> okay, it's time for end of the podcast announcements. It's not really announcements, it's more words. But if you enjoy what we're doing, you can share, follow and like the podcast episode. You can also give us a review on your platform of choice. Um, we can also connect with each other on Instagram and Twitter. We are at we are Fox. that's our handle. Um, you can also join our Discord and talk to the whole team, other artists or people who just love music. It's a pretty cool place. So would love to see you there. Um, there's more episodes coming up. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed uh, this conversation. <laughs>